Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of So True with Sophie Ross. I'm your host, Sophie Ross. This podcast is brought to you by Adore Me Lingerie, which has the best size-inclusive, affordable lingerie, swimwear, and more. And I'm so happy to say I finally have a code for you. So use code SOTRUE10 for $10 off your next Adormi order. And we have such an exciting show, and I'll get to that in a second, but I want to start by saying thank you so, so much for all the positive feedback and reviews. I've been so, so overwhelmed with all of the support, and just thank you so much. I'm so appreciative. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I have such an exciting show for you guys. I'm so excited for you guys to hear it. I'm joined today by one of my favorite people on the internet, Alexandra Nikolaev, aka at Lex Nico on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. She's amazing. We had the most fun together, like the best conversation ever, talking about everything from Caroline Calloway to Hillsong Church. And spoiler alert, Alex admits she's prayed at Hillsong before, so you're going to have to listen to hear that story. Um, Our mutual obsession with Sebastian Stan, ow, ow, Um, and so much more. So it's such a fun conversation, and at Lex Nico is such an amazing, positive, bright light on the internet, so please go follow her, and I hope you enjoy the show. Today, I am joined by one of my favorite people on the internet. She goes by at Lex Nico on Instagram and TikTok, right? That's your TikTok mm-hmm. handle too. And Twitter. Um, everywhere. <laughs> yeah, everywhere. And Twitter. Yeah. So, but she also goes by Alex. Mm-hmm. So this is, oh, I forgot to ask you how to pronounce your name, your full name. It's Alex Nikolaev. So I always say, look alive, Nikolaev. And that's Nikolaev. how I get people to remember. Yes. Oh my God, I love I know. that. That does make it easy to remember. <laughs> but yeah, I just keep referring to you as Lex Nico. I keep telling people love how it. excited I am for this conversation because you are like literally one of my favorite people on the internet. And yeah, so she's a pop culture commentator. She's a social media queen content creator, just like an awesome person. And something that I love about you is that you're like so positive. And I love that about you. Oh my God. I love that. <laughs> and about what you. I love about you is like, you say everything and it's so good. I'm so excited for us to talk because I feel like we have like not opposite ends, but we are on two different sides of the middle. And I'm just like, I'm so excited to dish with you. (laughs) I know. I'm so, so excited for this too. Um, We have a lot to talk about. But really, really quick, like how did you get started? Because I first discovered you on TikTok, like probably Mm -hmm. in like 2020. So like when, what's your like timeline here? I mean, I started in like 2017, 2018, just really making like meme content. Like I Mm -hmm. loved the world of, I was writing funny tweets on Twitter, 
but nothing was taking off on Twitter. So I was posting it to my Instagram and like tagging every meme account, you know, like daddy mm-hmm. issues, beige cardigan, whatever. And so I started like building in that like meme space a little bit around 2018, 2019. And then the pandemic hit and TikTok happened. And I was like, I've got all this free time. So let me play around with TikTok. And I kind of started blowing up on TikTok, talking about Mm -hmm. like celebrities, the Kardashians specifically. Like my big claim to fame on TikTok was I used the Poosh LED light mask and it like drastically changed my skin. And I did, I was taking videos the whole time. Wait, in a good way or a bad way? In a good way, in a good way. (laughs) That's like Cassie from Euphoria. In a good way or a bad way? (laughs) It actually sound like her too. (laughs) But like, it was like, that was my big thing. And then people started discovering me on TikTok, but they were like, holy shit. I'm like, like, I've been on Instagram and Twitter. I'm like, babes, I've been here the whole time. But I feel like TikTok just gave me more Uh exposure and like cut to where we are now, where it's like, now I get to hang out with all of you cool people on the internet and dish and have this social commentary. But like, I was following you on Twitter for a long time. Twitter is like my favorite place for content. And you, I like pee my pants laughing sometimes. Like, Watching you talk about Bravo, the Kardashians, Ariel Charnas, and I'm just like, yes, all of the things like sometimes that I feel like you and I have polar feelings on the Kardashians, but with some of these influencers, I'm just like, the girls that get it, get it. And you get it. (laughs) Oh my God. Thank you. I appreciate that. But um, with the Kardashians, I feel like I am like their biggest critic, but I'm also their biggest fan because I keep them relevant because I'm always talking about them. Like I talk about them more than anyone in the world. So I can't complain about them like staying relevant, (laughs) which I do, but I'm like, I keep them relevant because I'm always complaining about them. (laughs) But you're also just not saying anything that's like not true, you know? Yeah. I definitely am a positive person when it comes to celebrities and anything. Like, I'm a positive Mm -hmm. person. I try to see the good in, like, all of my ex-boyfriends, even the ones that cheated on me, Mm -hmm. you know? But I'm just like, sometimes it's undeniable that you just got to call it like it is. And I love you for that. (laughs) Oh, I wonder, is that like, you're Canadian, right? I'm Canadian, yeah. So So you have that that Canadian, like, niceness. I feel like that has to be a part of it. Like, there are just things that do not get to me the way, especially now I moved to LA last year. Yeah. And it's like, the way that some people react to things, I'm like, this is like really not that big of a deal. Like, why do you care? But I think maybe it is a Canadian thing. We're known for being nice, right? Yeah, no, for sure. And Midwest, I'm Midwestern. I mean, Westerners are known for yes. being nice. But like, yes. I guess I'm like, you know, I'm an outlier, I guess. But <laughs> no, I think I'm nice. I am a nice person deep down. Listen, you're not a rude person. You're so nice. You call it <laughs> like it is. You're honest. And you have an opinion. Okay, it's different that's... in having an opinion that's rooted in fact than having an opinion like a troll. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that's what I try to argue also. Yes. I'm like, I feel like what I say, I try to be fair. Yeah. Like, I don't think I, like, go below the belt ever. But, um, yeah. Like, no. I just love following you because you are so positive. Like, you're 
positivity like radiates <laughs> from your account, from your Instagram stories. No, but I like you actually it. are. And I feel like it's been such a tough time for like so many people, including myself. I've like been mm-hmm. struggling with so much like seasonal depression this winter. And oh like I'm goodness. still getting used to. And I loved what you said also. Like I think it was like today, the TikTok you did where you were like, I, I'm an introvert, so I've loved working from home. So going back to the office has been tough and I'm like only extroverted on the internet. And I was like, yes, that's how I feel. I feel like I'm so introverted. Some like you wouldn't know for my internet presence, but like, it's like hard to put yourself out there sometimes and like socialize and like go to the office yes. when you just want to like recharge alone. It's literally easier for me to be present on the internet than in real life. There is some anxiety, like social anxiety that builds Mm -hmm. up inside of me. I don't know if it's like I feel in those group settings, like I have to be on or whatever. Mm -hmm. Or like, you know, it's not like hanging out with my friends, like my close friends who have known me Mm -hmm. for years. Like, it's just very hard um, for me to be in those situations. And like, I just, I'm such a homebody. All I want to mm-hmm. do when I'm out is thinking about like how and when I can get home and like the path of least resistance. <laughs> You're like, when can I get home and like just scroll on the internet again? Exactly. that's how I feel like, sometimes. I'm like, oh my God, I need to be reading this Reddit thread right now about mm-hmm. like Tom and Katie's divorce. Like, Oh my and then God. I'm like trying to socialize. I'm like, no, I really need to be like on Reddit right now, which is so sad. But like, it's, and it's actually my preference. <laughs> yeah, no, it, like that's how an introvert is. Like we recharge from being alone and like yes. not socializing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm just like obsessed with just how positive you are and how you Thank always. You. You always talk about, like, the universe and how the universe Mm -hmm. is looking out for you. And I love that way of thinking. And I feel like every time I get into, like, a rut or a funk, I, like, lose sight of that. But, like, you always remind me. So thank you for that. Oh, thank you. I know. I'm very, I'm woo-woo. I own it. Like, my mom is (sighs) woo-woo. I've literally got 45 crystals here. Like, (gasps) okay, Spencer Pratt. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Like, honestly, I... Again, at a certain point, I'm just like, I have to own it. Own it, you know? Lisa Rinna Wait. taught me that. Oh, own it. Oh, <laughs> God, don't remind me that she, we have to watch her on another season. Mm-hmm. Don't remind me. She's coming. But wait, what are your big three? Like, what's your sun sign? And then what are your big three? So I'm a, what is it? I'm like a Virgo sun, an Aries moon, and a Libra rising. Oh my God, I'm an Aries sun, Virgo rising, and Capricorn moon. So oh my we have God. Two of the three. Yeah. <gasps> and Capricorn and Virgos are like thick as thieves. I feel like yeah. we probably. Earth signs. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we have a connection. We feel like yeah. an emotional draw, like an energetic thing toward each other. Yeah, I've actually had my chart read by like multiple just like followers that love astrology. They're like, I want to read your chart. And then they're like, it makes so much sense why you are the way you are when they read my chart. It's like, mm-hmm. you are you have a lot of opinions. You're extremely outspoken, but you're also sensitive. And I'm like, that's, that's me. I'm really sensitive. <laughs> no one knows that about me. Yes. And that actually is so interesting. Like, it that... that doesn't surprise me now that I know that because like I said, like you're opinionated, but you, it's so rooted in fact. And that's such an like earth sign, Virgo, Capricorn Mm -hmm. quality of like, you're just, you know, you're going to say something, but it's like, you have no problem saying it because you know, it's true, you know? Yeah, exactly. People are always like, aren't you worried you're going to get like sued for libel one day when I'm like tweeting and I'm like, 
No, because what I'm saying is either just my opinion or mm-hmm. it is actually true, rooted in fact. Exactly. But, yeah. I also just like love, you're like me in that you're just obsessed with celebrity culture, obviously, like obsessed. obsessed. Um, I love your like very specific celebrity crushes, like Chris <laughs> Evans, obviously. <laughs> Who are your other ones? Okay, so can I say something about followers doing astrology readings as well? One of yeah. my followers, this is a real fucking story, uh, did my birth chart against the four Chris's. So like Chris Pine, Chris Evans, Chris Pratt, and Chris Hemsworth. You know yeah. how there's always like, who's the best Chris? Right. And so they did that against all of them. And then also Chris Harrison, RIP, host of The Bachelor. <laughs> but um, Chris Pine was my, like, best match. And he's also a Virgo. But I forget everything. But, like, I died because I was just, like, this, again, like, this this whole Chris thing has now transcended my own personality. Like, it's, like, a part of me. It's my toxic it really trait or something. But, no. He's definite. Look, Chris Evans is, like, he's hot. I was saying this to my girlfriend today. I was, like— Chris Evans is hot. We know this. Like, but he does give me this kind of like frat boy. Like, I'm curious if in real life he could be a dick. Like, he's so good, again, at being on. Like, you have to love Mm -hmm. him. Like, he's adorable. But I'm like, is he low-key a dick? Like, when he's by himself? Because, like, I can be an asshole when I'm alone. (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Same. But, like, I feel like we've read Demois blinds about him, like, definitely being a fuckboy. Like, Correct. balancing women, like, showing up in cities and, like, sleeping with girls. And mm-hmm. then, like, d- I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. These are just Demois. Again, these are just rumors. Allegedly. Who knows? Allegedly. Alleg- alleged. <laughs> allegedly. Um, but, yeah. So, like, I don't know what to believe with Chris Evans, but I feel like Demois blinds, like, low-key change my perception of celebrities a lot, mm-hmm. even if they're not always true. Oh, my God, I know. Like, it actually does affect the way that I, like, see celebrities, and now I see Chris Evans as, like, such a fuckboy. So, no offense. And I, I get that. Like, for me, I, I literally said to my friend, I'm like, it's like he's low-key a frat boy Chad. Like, I swear. Yeah. And I don't, no, again, I don't know him, but this is just, like, the vibe that you get. But anyway, so he's he's around. He's kicking. He's, you know, he's a part of me. People now, these parasocial online relationships, they're like, you two have to date. I'm like, I've never met this man in my life at all. Chris Evans is like a Theta Chi that like (laughs) fell into like acting roles. (laughs) But no, wait, so Chris, Chris Pine also, is he one of your other ones? Okay, so I mean, listen, we can just go through all of these like Marvel, DC, Star Trek catalog because— Oh, are you, like, a big Marvel girl? I watched all of the Marvel movies in the pandemic, and I am a, like, newfound Marvel fan. I've watched oh all the Oh, my God, you're shows. so cute. I'm, like, an insane person. I'm I'm on, like, TikTok looking at all these theories of the metaverse. Like, I'm a site— Or the multiverse, sorry. Like, I'm crazy. <laughs> but like, I know. I always get them mixed up, too. I'm like, which is which? Which is real and which is <laughs> fake, and that's the problem. Yeah. I know. Wait, that's so cute. I love how you're like a Marvel girl. I know. You should go to like Comic-Con soon. I'm one cosplay away from Comic-Con, let me tell you. I would love that for you. <laughs> I would really love that for you. I think if that happens, like honestly, come to LA and punch me in the face, please. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who else from Marvel is like hot? Like Mark Sebastian Ruffalo? Stan. 
Sebastian Stan. Oh, I like, see, I'm not like a Marvel girl. So okay. I like forget that Sebastian Stan's like in Marvel. So here's the thing that like I, so everybody again associates me with Chris Evans, but like, okay, this is the first time I've gone mm. on record, but I've started. Exclusive. Exclusive. <laughs> no, <laughs> like I think Sebastian Stan is hotter than Chris Evans. And let me tell you why. Yeah, I agree. I agree for the record. First of all, his, like, look, that, like, Slavic Eastern European look, mm-hmm. like, I just, I dig it. He's got a little more of, like, an olive tone for me. We're good. But, like, I have, like, mutual friends of his. Like, they're not my close friends, but, like, they're close enough that I know about him. Like, whatever, I've never met him. He is just a normal fucking guy that got famous. Like, and so I can speak hypothetically to other people, but, like, I know firsthand that, like, he has all of his same friends from, like, college. Like, Chase Crawford as Carter Days is still one of his best friends. Like, he's a very normal person that seemingly is now very famous. But, like, for me, I'm just like, that makes me have a crush on you. Because yeah. it's like, you've got the inside scoop that you're just, like, actually a normal person and you're not a dick. Yeah, I love that about him. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I've always thought since he was on Gossip Girl, I thought he was sexy. Yeah. And I loved Fresh and (sighs) Pam and Tommy. Like, he's having like a renaissance. Oh, my God. what's the word? Is that the word? A renaissance? Yeah, a renaissance. Like, he's... Like, he's coming up. It's he crazy. He is the moment. He is he really the is. moment. He really and it's is. Good. It's exciting to see. And, like, I think, again, what's nice, see, it's like, I heard, like, he's not a dick. And I'm like, that's great. And that makes me happy for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it's nice when you find out that someone, like, famous deserves it. Like, they yes. deserve this amazing life that they have. And oh then when God, you find yeah. out a celebrity is an asshole, it's like, it's not fair that they get to live in these, like, $25 million mansions and they treat mm-hmm. everyone like shit. Oh, my God. I know. Who else has been really— I mean, Seb Stan is making headway for me. But also, like, lately, after I saw Tick, Tick, Boom and the new Mm Spider-Man movie, Andrew Garfield came into the scene for me in a deep way. I am, like, Mm -hmm. a theater kid at heart. And so the fact that he learned to sing, play the piano, Mm -hmm. I love Rent. So the fact that it was, like— the guy from Rent that he was portraying who wrote Rent, I was just like, you're, and then the Marvel thing, I'm like, you're literally hitting all these fucking notes for me. <laughs> he, I know, he's such a cutie. He's That's such a I cutie. recently too. I'm like, he's just such a cutie mm-hmm. that I haven't, I haven't like noticed before, but he really is. I didn't notice either. But yeah, I would say right now, that's what I'm working with. And there's more, but we don't, like, I could go on forever. Maluma, how much time do you have? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, also, something else I was going to say is that I love how you're a 30-something. That's, like, amazing at TikTok. Mm -hmm. I know. I'm old. I'm 36. I've said it before. I'll say it again. (laughs) I keep feeling like I—my birthday is actually this weekend, my 30th. Oh, this is so exciting. I I hate my birthday. I always have. So, like, I'm just, like, not going to make a big deal of it. Even well, though what it's like are a milestone, do? I'm going to Montauk with my boyfriend, which will Perfect. be fun. It'll be like nice and relaxing and like not having to worry about planning anything. Mm-hmm. Perfect. So many people keep telling me to like get on TikTok. And I'm like, I feel like I'm I'm past it. Like I'm just not Gen Z enough. But like you are an example of like being really good at TikTok. And not a Gen Z. And being old for TikTok. I I know. Quote, unquote, TikTok We can say it. Like, I'm old for TikTok. Anytime, my favorite thing is making videos on TikTok, reminding people how old I am because they're always like, what? 
what? It's like I broke their brain. And it's You so- also like <laughs> look like you're 25. <laughs> Listen, I spend a lot of money on my skincare. There's a lot of facials under here, okay? <laughs> it's working. Thank it's you. It's seriously working. Thank but you. no, like I I love because TikTok to me, I feel like it's so much harder than it looks. I wouldn't know because I mm-hmm. don't make TikToks, but like I just have so much respect for all of you crazy TikTok kids out there. So crazy. It's really, it's it's an interesting platform because it's like, I have so much fun on it, but it is like you put so much effort into a video and it flops. And then I literally make like a 15 second video in between meetings and it's like millions of views. And I'm like, I don't get it. But yeah. I just keep trying because I'm like, something will stick. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're you're clearly figuring it out. We're trying. It's fun. And now I'm just like, anything that I put on there, I'm putting everywhere. <laughs> I love that. You're, no, seriously, like you have such amazing content. Everyone Thanks. listening to this, please go follow at Lex Nico. Um, Lex Nico. <laughs> I love this. I know. I've just been saying that like all day. I like want you to get drunk and scream my name. <laughs> I know. Oh my God. I wish we could get drunk together, but we're on opposite coasts. So one day, one day, one day, a hundred percent. Um, okay. So I want to talk about what you're obsessed with right now. Mm-hmm. What is something that you are obsessing over? Okay. Weirdly I have two answers, but I'm going to talk. Okay. Just, I'm standing on my soapbox. It is very important to me that people watch the television show, How I Met Your Father, starring Hilary Duff. A lot of people are like, it's so cheesy. I don't like it. Da, 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 da. I'm like, we need this show right now. Like, We're coming off euphoria and all of these like deeply heavy shows. And I'm just like succession, like all these HBO heavy shows, all of these like real life docu-series that we can get into as well. But I'm just like, we need something cheesy like and corny, you know? I I wrote it on my Instagram. I was like, I need to um, quote like the holiday. And I'm like, I like corny. I'm looking for corny in my life. I'm like, we just need to forget that it's like cheesy and whatever, and just give in to that fact that it's like a nice 30-minute show that's easy to watch. It's romantic and optimistic and positive. And like, I think it's the cutest show. I'm so excited it got picked up for a second season. She lives in the Valley. I live in the Valley. I see her and her husband and kids all of the time at Air One. And I'm just like, I love you. I also was on their honeymoon believe it or not, which is the weirdest story. Where was it? In South Africa. So my best friend's little sister married a guy from South Africa. Um, We went there for the wedding for New Year's Eve, ended up going after the wedding to like a safari and then Cape Town. And it was literally like, we all flew British Airways. Like we connected from Toronto. They must've connected from LA. Uh And it was like, we were on their honeymoon every step of the way. Like, we went to um, the Safari Reserve. They were at the Safari, like the one next door, the like hotel next door. We went to Cape Town and like climbed Table Mountain. They were at Table Mountain. And I'm just like, they were on our British Airways flights. Like my girlfriend sat next to Hillary and her husband. And I'm just like, what is happening? <laughs> and so I have a soft spot for Hill. <laughs> you have the exact same itinerary. I have a soft spot for Hill too, because I love Younger. Mm-hmm. Love Younger so much. One of my favorite shows of all time. Yes. And actually, Hillary's um, co-star on that show, Molly Bernard, who plays Lauren, married my friend's cousin. 
What? And was also at my friend's wedding because she was dating the cousin at the time. Then they got married. And then Hillary gave a speech at the wedding. Oh, my God. And so they were there for Hillary giving a speech, which I thought was so cool. But, um, okay, I have a question. Mm -hmm. Do I have to have watched How I Met Your Mother? Because I haven't watched it. No. Like, you really don't. Like, there are certain things, like— that are, like, similarities. Like, the fact yeah. that, you know, they all hung out at a bar and How I Met Your Father. Like, they all hang out at a bar at How I Met Your Mother. And, like, there's similarities, but you don't really— And there's some, like, guest characters from the original show, but they're not there long enough that you're, like, they're integral to the story. Okay, because I want to support Hill. Yes. But, like, I just have never watched How I Met Your Mother. And, look, I'm not going to lie to you. It's not hard-hitting— like, award-winning acting, but it's light and fluffy and good, and I think we need that. That's like Emily in Paris. Everyone was complaining about Emily in Paris, and I was like, Emily in Paris is just fun to watch. Like, what is the issue? Exactly. What? Like, don't have an issue with it. Just watch it and let it happen. Like, just enjoy yourself. We're allowed to do that. Life is shit. (laughs) Right. I actually, what was it that I was, oh, I watched the new movie on Netflix called Windfall. Was that good? It was good. It's like, it's creepy. It's like a thriller, but it's like kind of funny, like a dark comedy too, but. Okay, I watched the trailer, right? Um, Is it Jason Segel's like breaks into their house and holds them hostage in their home? Yes. Okay, I got to watch that. Yeah, I really, I really want to watch that. I stayed up really late. Yeah, I stayed up really late watching it last night. So I'm like super tired because I just like, I was like, I can't stop. I really love this. Jesse Plemons, he just kills it in every role. So that was yesterday. And then I ended up not watching anything, but I was debating between that movie and Deep Water, which I want you to tell me about. (laughs) Deep Water was so bad. It was, like, one of the worst movies I've ever watched, honestly. Is it, like, sexual, though? Like, people are, like, is it kind of pornish? It's not, like, it's not, like, super, super explicit. Like, yeah, like, there are, like, some, like, vague sex scenes in Anna de Armas's topless a couple mm-hmm. times. But, like, it's nothing, like, super, like, explicit. It really feels like a made-for-TV movie. Like, it feels oh, like God. a Lifetime movie. Okay. Um, so, very odd choice. But I would have loved a press tour for it because that would have been fun for us to watch. That would have been amazing. Right? <laughs> Especially now. Because Anna DeArmas and Ben Affleck obviously are broken up now. Mm-hmm. And He's with J-Lo. She's with, I think, some yeah. hot man. But like uh-huh. they, they were, speaking of the moment, they were the COVID moment with their pap walks of 2020 with their dogs. Oh, yeah. So like that's when they were... They had the pap walks. They were filming that movie. And then all of a sudden, everyone's like, this movie's bad. And Netflix dropped it. And Hulu picked it up because they wouldn't put it in theaters. So then Netflix was going to take it. They declined, I think, or dropped it. And then Hulu took it. Wait, is that really what happened? Because I Mm -hmm. didn't even know that. Mm -hmm. So that's... Wait, so, like, they broke up because they were like, okay, we're not going to even promote this movie. So, like, what's the point? I know. Why? Why bother? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is so funny. Thank you for the tea. I'm curious. Wait. What do you think about Baylo? Baylo. Wow. Maybe I should just Baylo. Ben and <sighs> Jen. Do you think they're like legit now or do you think they're PR or both? Well, I was going to say, did you see that they're like in, they're about to close on this like $50 million house together? Yes. So I'm like, I guess like I, if it, this were like a year ago, they started dating like around a year ago, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. 
I definitely thought it was for PR, but I'm like, if they're buying a $50 million house together, like that's no joke. So yeah, I don't know. I, I, I definitely thought it was for PR and I hated their stupid like photo shoots they would do. They were Mm -hmm. like recreating the, what was it? Her music video? Her 50th, 52. I'm 52. And then it was her like Jenny from the block video on the yacht with his hand on her butt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do I know this? Like, what? I know. <laughs> your brain, like, there are so many useless facts in your brain, and I love it so insane. much. Insane, insane. <laughs> I love how you were like, yeah, they actually did start dating a year ago. You're like, I trust you. <laughs> like, who fucking knows when celebrities, like, honestly, like, Joe oh Alwyn and Taylor Swift, if you told me that they started dating two years ago, I'd be like, yeah, that sounds right. I know. I can't tell you when they... But it's been five years. Like, what is time? It's been, like, five years. Oh, my God. That's Like, I crazy. never know when these celebrities, how long they've been together, because it all, like, just blends together. Um, Wait, what else are you obsessed with right now? Okay, so, I mean, listen, I'm, like, we... I, I don't want to take away from you, but I have to say this, like, Summer House? Yes, you stole my answer, but yes, I Yes. Did. Like, I just, every episode, I'm like, the second they got, and I hate to say it, I don't want to shit on anybody, but like the second Hannah left that house, I'm just like, oh. wow, things are elite. They are elite. <laughs> I love how you're like, I don't want to shit on anybody. I will. <laughs> it's so much better without Hannah there. Like the vibes mm-hmm. really are elite this season. There's so much organic drama. Like, that's what I love about Summer House is that the drama is real. It's not yes. like Housewives where, like, you know, they put on their, they get their glam done to go to dinner and, like, pick a pretend fight with each other because they need something. Mm-hmm. Like, Summer House is, like, legitimate drama. And, oh, my God, the freaking love triangle, the Austin, Sierra, Lindsay love triangle is everything this episode, I mean, yeah, the most recent episode. This episode had everything, but also, like, I can't believe, like, I I did, um on again, on my Instagram, I did, like, a Q&A, and I was like, I genuinely don't get it. Like, what is it about Austin? Like, please tell me. He's tall. Yes. And somebody, my favorite response was somebody was like, he is the white refrigerator of Bravo Cat. He is. He is. It's like he's Sh- tall. I wish he would shut his Muppet mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's the worst. He's just tall. But I met him at that party, actually. And it was so funny that— Wait, you were at that birthday party? I was at that. That was the no. one, the one summer house event. And it's funny because I was, I was there, and I was like, okay, so I definitely saw Austin make out with Lindsay, and I definitely saw him make out with Sierra. But like, how is that possible? That's unheard of mm-hmm. to make out with two. They're all they're roommates. Like, how could you do that? But we saw he it. has no problem. Lindsay has no problem. He has no shame. But I love how Austin on the show was like, <laughs> he was like, there wasn't. I don't think a single girl here is hot. And I was like. Hey, that's Oh, my mean. God. I missed him saying that. But again, Wait, like, you missed him saying that? Yes. Oh, When did my he God. say that? There was so much. He like, said it to Sierra. It was like the beginning half of the episode while they were still at the pool party. And she kept yeah. being like, let's talk. He was like, there's not a single hot girl at this party. I was like, what the hell? Oh, my God. You're <laughs> like, I'm here, bitch. <laughs> also, look in the mirror. Wait, it's also like. <laughs> 
The one, the one like reality TV party I've ever been to, someone on the show was like, why is everyone here so ugly? (laughs) (laughs) Like that makes me feel so great. Thanks, Austin. I literally talked to him. Was it as wild in real life? Was it as wild in real life? It was annoying because they just had a COVID outbreak. So no one was allowed to go inside. Mm. So it was all outside. People had to use porta potties. I feel like the, like... I feel like what makes a house party fun is like being able to like go inside the house and like break it up. Yeah. Yeah. Like so, but it was it was fun. My friend got so drunk that she was like throwing up. So we had oh my to leave God. like early. But I talked to Austin. I'm like, yeah, I get it. Like he's tall. Like you can mm-hmm. like I you get it if you meet him in person. Like I can see why they're charmed by him. But yeah, it's just frustrating that like Lindsay and Sierra are pitted against each other now. The fans, so many fans are shitting on Sierra. I know. And it's like, this is Austin's doing. This Mm -hmm. is Austin. Like, why are we blaming any of the women? And little Paige, bless her heart, she's out there. Who wants cake? That's what I I know. And Paige is like, you're what did she say? She was like, you're a loser. Everybody knows knows it. it. Yes. Nobody uh, wants to say it. I must say it. I'm like, oh my God. Like, put it in my veins. This episode is so good. I know. Also, where is Alex? What the fuck? What happened to Alex? Is I he not testing just... well with audiences? Like, he was at the party though, right? Didn't a bunch of TikTokers yes. and Twitter people find that? Yeah, they discovered that he was definitely at the party, but like, he was nowhere to be seen. Like, it's such a mystery. If they just decided to, like, cut him out, like, I don't know. Like, cut him out of the show. I'm so confused. Like, that's weird. They can't just, they can't just do that. Like, we're, we're invested now. But I think they can. I'm invested now. I need to know where he is. What's going on with Alex? I really wish, like, Sierra could have rekindled a little thing with him. They had a good smooch. No, she's too digmatized by Muppet Mouth, unfortunately. Oh, my God. But... Yeah, I'm majorly, majorly obsessed with Summer House this season. Like, it really is the I know. the best show on Bravo right now, I would say. I agree. I mean, I, to be honest, like, I've fallen off a few of the housewives. Like, I'm not up to speed on Jersey right now or OC. Me neither. Um, but, like, I've been loving Below Deck Sailing. Love Below Deck mm-hmm. Sailing. I want Gary and, what's it, Colin to be in Winter House. I'm like, why don't they do that? Um, but I love Below Deck Sailing and I love Summer House. But I've always loved, like, Summer House was always, I think it's like the age thing too. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's always been my jam. Just because it's like, they're they're like my age bubble. Yeah. You know, yours too. They're more relatable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I um I remember the backdoor pilot for Summer House with the oh Vanderpump Rules God. episode. I still remember <laughs> that. And I was like, this show's going to suck. And mm-hmm. now look at us. It's better than Vanderpump. It's better. Oh my God. Vanderpump, what, like, I didn't, again, could, I fell off last season of Vanderpump. I want to be oh, in it. Oh, you did? Yeah. I would love to see, Ugh. like, have Katie have a renaissance now that she's going to be single yeah. and ready to mingle. But yeah, I I want I want to like Vanderpump, but it's almost like they got too famous. Yeah. You know? Well, it's the same thing with, like, um, I would say the Kardashians, for example. Mm-hmm. Like, as soon as a reality TV cast starts getting money, it, like, completely Changes. torpedoes the show. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I feel like they'll—and I said this also on, like, a recent episode of this. I was like, they're never going to be able to, like, recreate the magic of, like, the early seasons of Vanderpump. Of course. But 
But I feel like the next season with single Katie, which we've never seen, with single Raquel and with single Lala, I feel like will be like, fun. Like the yes. aftermath of all of these breakups. Like I'm intrigued again about Vanderpump. Me too. I would definitely watch that. And like, I would be interested, you know, you know how they just announced that for uh, New York, Housewives of New York, they're doing two. Yes. Like, yes. Is there a world where they break off Vanderpump of like the married and kids and babies? That's what I originally thought they I were going to do. That. Yeah. I would love that because I do want to keep up with like the OGs be just because we've watched them for so long. But at the same time, it's like they don't have that much going on mm-hmm. in the sense of like drama and partying and hookups because they all have like babies now. Exactly. Yeah, and we need, like, the desperation of, like, the starving, starving waiters. Exactly. Of the early seasons. Like, they're not starving. They're living in... West Hollywood. $2 million Valley Village. hmm Modern farmhouse homes. Yes. They're nice homes. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> Just like... Yeah. Yeah, you're an Angelino. Yes. I live very close to Valley Village, but, like... I'm just like, they don't work at Sir anymore. They don't like work there. So yeah. let's talk, let's let's just forget it. Let's talk about them in a different capacity. Right. I want to watch them go to mommy and me classes or struggle with losing weight or whatever. I'm all down for that. Like, right. but it's like, let's bring in a fresh set of young, thirsty pups. <laughs> right, because that's what actually brings the drama. Mm-hmm. The drama that got us hooked on Vanderpump. I mean, we'll never, again, it's like, we'll, we'll never. We'll never have the essence. You banged him. <laughs> you banged him. I get, that was the first line. There are so many other more iconic quotes from the early seasons, but that's the first. It was just Wait, so. Wait, when Jax, when Jax is like, I, I did get a woman pregnant in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Jack's, like, confessions, like, not his confessionals, his, like, on-camera confessions. I'm just like, there has to be a YouTube montage of this, and I bet me watching it is a form of self-care at some point in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Also, remember when he, like, um, when he, like, almost drowned when they were at Lake Tahoe? And he was like, he was like, I'm having flashbacks of all the people I've hurt. And it oh like, my God. and it, sh- it did the montage of like all of his like worst, most terrible moments. Like that moment, like him, like he, he was like, if you didn't want me to screw your girlfriend, Sandoval, you should have satisfied her better. Oh my like, that's, God. Like he's such a sociopath, Jack Taylor. Oh, for sure. For sure. Ryan Bailey and I actually love talking about how Jax is always like, <laughs> He's always like, I have so many projects happening. Like, you guys are going to see soon. It's like, sure, Jax. I will never, ever forget the Tampa Bay <laughs> Lightning job. The yes. social media job for the Tampa Bay Lightning. <laughs> that one, like, I think it's because with my job, I work in social media. And I'm just like, bro, that's like, really? Like, <laughs> not happening. <laughs> it never gets old. The the hockey marketing job in Tampa, <laughs> that was never real. That was 100% never real. Never, never. They, like, wanted him to, like, do a sponsored post for sure. And he's like, this is a job. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what? You're going to, like, be their social media manager? No. You don't even know how to spell the correct version of your, Jax. <laughs> like, I can't with him. Hey guys, so I know more than anyone that finding cute, flattering clothes can be really, really hard and really annoying, but it doesn't have to be. 
With the Adore Me Elite box, you get a monthly selection of items picked out just for you based on your unique style. So totally, totally picked just for you. From lingerie to loungewear to swimwear and more, all in your size. And all you have to do is fill out a style quiz so Adore Me stylists can get to know your preferences. And the style quiz, it's really fun. It's actually like kind of like Tinder, but with lingerie styles. It's really fun. So that's all you have to do. And then you receive your looks. You try them on in the comfort of your own home. You keep what you love and you send back anything you don't want to keep with the prepaid return label. So you kind of get to take the hassle out of shopping and it makes finding cute clothes so much easier. So try the Elite Box today only on adoreme.com. And I actually have a code for you guys for $10 off. And the code is so true 10 for $10 off your next order. So enjoy and see you on adoreme.com. Oh, also, I am actually very excited about And Just Like That returning. Okay. Can we talk about that? Because let me tell you, this wasn't my cringe. I'll tell you my, like, this was my, like, I didn't even, I couldn't finish it. I I will finish it now that there's a season two. But I fell asleep in the episode where the young guy's dick was out. I fell asleep before the dick. And... I never recovered. I never, ever watched it again. Oh, my God. So I have to. I have to. Oh, I loved it. I know that, it, like, I mean, all of the criticism is fair. Like, the writing definitely could be better. Um, The vibe is, like, very different than the original Sex in the City. Yeah. But it just feels so nostalgic and, like, comforting. And, like, I just cannot get over how... Sarah Jessica Parker is Carrie Bradshaw. Like, it's just like, Mm -hmm. she's just so four-dimensional and like, just like one of the best TV characters of all time. So I'm just excited. She's one of the best TV characters. And I love, like, that's the thing. I didn't dislike it. I just was watching it and I was like, this isn't like the number one thing I want to be watching right now. So I will finish it. Um, But I just like, it just wasn't my like, favorite thing. It wasn't like, yeah. there are certain, like with the dropout, for example, like every single week, I'm like, I can't wait for a new episode. I've Same. really been enjoying it. But like, or like a succession or euphoria, uh-huh. like I've really been into it. But like that one, I just was like, oh yeah, it's on. Like, let me watch it. But I'll finish yeah. it. So what did yeah. you think of, and also you can spoil it for me. I actually prefer to just know what happened. But like, where did they leave off and where do you think they can go in season two? Okay, so spoilers, if anyone else hasn't finished in Just Like That yet. Um, Carrie gets her own podcast. Oh, I like so that. So I feel like I I feel like they needed to get back to like the her narrating kind of like the theme of each episode, mm-hmm. just like the original Sex in the City. So hopefully that can kind of like tie it back to its roots. Che Diaz moves to LA to film their pilot. Oh my god. Che Diaz. And Miranda. Craving. Does Miranda, <laughs> Miranda go with, with them? Yep. Miranda was craving her some so, chai. So, yeah. <laughs> the Che Diaz of it all. I, know. I was scarred. I know. The scarred. Ch- 
hey, it's Che Diaz. <laughs> but I, I couldn't look crying. away. <laughs> and I saw that you reposted this too, how Nicole Richie posted that Joel Madden, her husband <laughs> yeah. was like, who is Che Diaz? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, I it's so relatable. It. <laughs> it's so relatable. Every straight guy in my life is like, who is Che Diaz? I know. You're like, let me tell you. <laughs> let me, allow me to explain. <laughs> um... That actually brings me to what I am kind of cringing at right now. Okay. Which is Caroline Calloway, who is another person that I find very, very difficult to explain yes. Yes. to the men in my life. I feel like it's such a niche, feminine thing to be obsessed with Caroline Calloway drama the way that so many of us are. Oh, my God. Um, but yeah, as many people know by now, Caroline Calloway has been sued for $40,000 in unpaid back rent. She left her West Village apartment. And yeah, she left the state without having paid all this rent. They're also suing her for all the damages she did to her apartment. And didn't they, didn't she sublet it to people and then those people were like squatting and refused to leave and then they had to get like a restraining order or whatever, like the commercial lease equivalent of that was to get them out of the apartment? Yes. And she hadn't paid all this rent? Yes. All of that. All of that. And the people that were quote unquote squatting, aka that she was trying to illegally sublet to and Mm -hmm. probably just pocket, pocket their rent money, I imagine. Rachel Rabbit White, who I guess is like a poet slash sex worker slash Vogue contributor slash downtown it girl. Julia Fox in the making? <laughs> yeah, I feel like she probably runs in the same circles okay. and like as Julia Fox, yeah. And then Nico Walker, who wrote the book Cherry that Tom Holland starred in about a, a veteran that starts robbing banks so that is her husband. He's a real person. So he has a felony record because mm-hmm. he's robbed banks before. And she's a sex worker. So I guess it's hard for them to like rent, find an apartment rent. And so they, you know, went to Caroline Calloway's disgusting, trashed studio apartment in the mm-hmm. West Village that she like half painted white, like an insane asylum. And there's one corner of the floor that's not painted. And then she had this like series of house parties before she moved out. Yeah. And I know somebody that went to, like ended up at one of them. Uh, Okay. Spill. She said that Carolyn was just crawling on the floor like a cat and was like, come here. Like, I love your energy. Da-da-da-da-da. And like stroking her arm But what she highlighted was that she went to use her restroom and it was just all of these cans, soda cans around the bathtub, little like tiny picked flowers and dirty water, like dirty water. And it's like, now I didn't put two and two together, but I'm like, I wonder if she just like bathed in that dirty water. Like, did she pay a water bill? Was there running water? Like the sink and kitchen was fill. Like, Mm -hmm. and all like, again, I'm saying all this, like this isn't a criticism. I'm genuinely fascinated how somebody lives this way. And my, I, I, the reason is like, I was recently dating a guy and he was like, you are incredibly neat. Like, he's like, you're like very, very neat. Do you know that about yourself? And I was like, no, but I guess, yeah, like I'm a, I could be borderline OCD. But like, 
the thought and the visuals. I will uh-huh. never get this out of my brain because yeah. I'm like, how did you live like this? It's disgusting. And the bathwater, Rachel Rabbit White, when she moved in, the bathwater was still there. She didn't even drain it when she left the apartment. It was trash. She posted all on Instagram and now the courts, because Caroline posted TikToks of herself and she was like, I'm handing my keys over to Rachel Rabbit White. So all of this is on the internet and the courts are like using all of it like against them. Her own content? In court, yeah. And the article that was in Curbed or like the cut about Mm -hmm. a night out at one of Caroline's like going away parties, that is being used against them. Um, so yeah, she's getting sued for $25,000 in damages and Rachel Rabbit White and Nico Walker have been kind of sucked into this mess created by, but it was about time that, you know, Caroline's scams would eventually catch up to her. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I went deep with her. Like, what was the thing where she was doing like the course and then it was just like people got like mason jars with like dirt in them or something? Yeah, the workshops. The, the workshop scam. Yeah, she was charging $165 for creativity workshops. Yes. With like packed lunches and like homemade flower crowns and all of these things. And she was like, never mind, you're not getting any of the stuff because it's too much work, but I'm still going to be there. Hi. Yes. And she was like, Actually, I don't want to go all the way to Boston. So Boston people, you're going to have to come to New York. And like all these people that had like bought flights to like Mm -hmm. go and see her were like screwed over. Um, But that was like the first time that I had heard of her. Yeah. That was like that. That was how I discovered her. Me too. Because Kaylee Donaldson wrote this incredible thread um, that made it first go viral. And then it's been like a series of just like misadventures since then. Yes. She just, it's one thing after another and she was like quiet for a really long time, like offline. Everyone was like, I bet she's finally writing her book. And I was like, she's not. No, no. But was that pre or post? Didn't she like do OnlyFans in the pandemic as well? Yeah, she did OnlyFans and she also sold her book. She put her book up for sale at the beginning of 2020. So over two years ago at this point. And she was selling pre-orders for it. And at the beginning of COVID, she was like, oh, darn it, guys. Like, this was March 2020, so two years ago. She was like, darn it, guys. Like, I had the whole manuscript finished and at the printers, but now the printers are closed down. So it's going to be, like, just a little bit longer. And then it just, like, never— She kept making excuses, as we know by now, that— Caroline, you know, loves a good I'm fascinated scam, a good just, you know, sucking her followers in with these. But that was two years ago. Yes. Two years ago. So and, and nothing, so many people nothing. no book. Yeah, no book. And so many people bought things from her like digital yard sales where she like cleared things out from her apartment, clearly for like a quick cash grab. Mm-hmm. And people just never received the stuff. I'm like, I'm sure she sold them to multiple people. Oh my god. To make maximum. I don't know though. That's all alleged. That's alleged. Alleged. But like she's also somebody that I want one of these like dropout Tinder swindler, bad like. She is a fascinating subject. And I, again, to our point, I'm like, I don't want to encourage the promotion of this person, but I like, I also want to (laughs) know. I know that's like where I'm like stuck. What is it? Between a rock rock and a hard place. place. I like couldn't think of (laughs) what the metaphor was again. But like, I feel like, yeah, I always want to explain Caroline Calloway to the world. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I'm like, I can't, I don't want to give her any more like, 
FaceTime. FaceTime. Real estate in my mind. She already occupies too much real estate in my mind. Oh my gosh. That bath water, dude. (laughs) I know. Oh my God, please. I like want to throw up when I think about it. (laughs) Um, What what are you cringing at right now? Okay, so you asked me this question and I was like in the car and I literally like at a light, I was like, I have to make a note of this. I... So I have not watched like the latest episode of The Dropout because after the last episode with Amanda Seyfried dancing to How to Love. Yeah. With her eyes piercing my soul, looking in the camera, like just off the camera, like, Uh and then how many people posted on the internet, all the memes, like, it's been a week. Yes, and I'm cringing. (laughs) I'm cringing with her green juice. And then people made TikToks. And her vest. Her green juice and her vest and her eyes. And I'm just like, oh. Amanda Seyfried is playing her so, so perfectly, though. Wow. What is her name again? That's the thing. I can't even remember what her name is right now. Elizabeth Holmes. Elizabeth Holmes. But this is the thing. Duh. This is an interesting point, Sophie. Like, Caroline Calloway and Elizabeth Holmes, in terms of, like, what they're, they did or are doing, not that different. Like— Oh, yeah. And one— being sued for whatever. And yes, Elizabeth Holmes was is being sued now, might go to jail. But like, at one point, valued at the youngest billionaire in the world. That is what is so interesting to me. It's like, Carolyn, Caroline, or I can't say your name, Caroline and Elizabeth are like literally two peas of the same pod. Where it's like, they've just convinced people of their importance in this yes. elusive, fascinating way. Well, they've both taken money from people mm-hmm. for things that don't exist. That's yes. like the main yes. thing. They they both have committed some form of fraud. Yes. And right now, I mean, Caroline is getting sued for owing rent, so I can say that. Yes. Like, she actually is getting sued. Um, but yeah, no, I totally agree. And it's funny because Caroline would always be like, well, I've never committed a real crime like Elizabeth Holmes and Anna Delvey. Everyone always calls me a scammer. And it's like, well, now you have. Yeah. Because you're getting sued for $65,000. So. Yeah, babes, you're a scammer. Like, yeah. you are. <laughs> she even, that's the book. That's the name of the book that she sold. Stop. Scammer. It was called, it's called Scammer. It, I mean, if it still exists, that is what it's called. Oh but, my goodness. Yeah, so it's literally called Scammer. So everyone's like, well, if you're going to buy a book called Scammer from someone known to be a scammer, like, you have no one to blame but yourself. And it's like, true. Yeah. True. Like, she's not steering you wrong. (laughs) Yeah, like, she's being pretty trans. But it's funny because she does. She's like, but I'm a good person. Like, Mm -hmm. she loves, like, pretending. She she doesn't fully commit all the way, I feel like. She She doesn't. She she still tries to pretend that, like, things are, like, her skincare snake oil scam, where she was like, it's actually so magical for your skin. But it was really just repackaged $3 grapeseed oil being sold for, like, $80. I mean, how can you not be fast? Like, again, I'm just like, people buy this. They think it to be true. Like, she's shown us who she is so many times, and we continue to be like, yep, I'm in. (laughs) What do you need? Take my money. I know. There are just so many fascinating chapters. Ugh, I know. I Well, yeah. I mean, the dropout has been amazing. Yeah. Besides that scene, like, I really can't get enough. So that's why I'm like, I'm obsessed with it, but I'm also like, I'm cringing at that one moment. Like, 
cringing. And I love how it's everywhere because it really does kill me every time. It's everywhere. (laughs) Oh my God. I know. That that must have happened in real life if they made a point to write that into the show. Like, I feel like it had to have. It had to have, right? Like, yeah, it had to. I wonder if that came out in like the depositions. Oh, <laughs> it was like, yeah, li- one time Lizzie put on How to Love and shimmied over to my desk. Like what? I bet, ha- like, I wonder if it did. Because also I remember I read something in like Ink Magazine or whatever. Um, the scene where they're like celebrating the first like Walgreens or whatever it was. Again, my facts mm-hmm. are not straight here. Yeah, and the she's Walgreens dancing deal. at the party. Yeah. Like that was documented in an article. I remember mm-hmm. reading about that. And, like, how weird of a dancer she was. So I feel like they, like, dialed that up in the whole show. And that's what I love. Mm -hmm. I love how they're, like, pulling all of this, like, timely music. She's, like, driving and rapping and singing. And I'm just, like, I know it all works for me. (laughs) I love the early aughts music choices. It's, Mm -hmm. like, amazing. But did you read Bad Blood? No. Was it good? Such an amazing book. All well, it's all about it. And I remember reading. I think it was in Bad Blood about that the the party. Yeah, how she was like celebrating the big Walgreens when it was all a you lie. know fraud. It was all a lie. Um, another thing that I am cringing at right now is like just the Kylie baby name thing. Mm-hmm. Like Kylie was like, okay, so I keep seeing you guys use the name Wolf. And, like, that's not his name anymore. Like, it doesn't fit him, whatever her Like, we're was. supposed to know. Like, yeah, it's okay, like, Kylie. how are we supposed to know? Like, how mm-hmm. are we supposed to know? Also, like, you're not going to tell us the new name? I know. This is, okay, so I saw a few things from the video where it's, like, people were, like, oh, she says to our son. Oh, my God, it's Stormy and Son are the names now. Um, and then people said that Travis's mom Men- made mention of the name Jack, but then apparently Travis's real name is like Jacques Webster. So Jack could be, she could be calling him Jack. So I'm like, Kylie, just drop, like you dropped the wolf in the Instagram story. You dropped the change, like drop the new name. I know. Like, I know you don't owe us anything, but like you've conditioned us to expect this now. <laughs> Yes, you have conditioned us to need this information to survive. Exactly. Like, I need it. But I, my prediction is that it's Jacques, too. And by the time this episode drops, I'm sure the name will be, like, I know, like, she's probably posted it. (laughs) Yeah, like, she probably just posted it. So I'll edit that in if that's what's happened. Gorgeous. But, um, yeah, it's annoying. And the video was actually cute. I hated, though, I hated Kim's part. Kim was, like— she was like, your family for life. It's like, he's he's literally your nephew. And did you see North's face at that moment? And she's like, yeah. She was like, you were born into a sick family or yeah. something. It's like, why are you talking like about, like you're like the mob. Like I don't, the way that she talks about their family, like they're the mob sometimes. It's, like in the trailer for the new show, they're like, never go against the family. The family. Oh, Yeah. She's in, like, a new era, for sure, where they're keeping shit tight, tight, tight. Um, I'm curious about how the new show is going to go. I really, really am. Like, I obviously will be watching. I'm obsessed with them. But, like, I'm very curious. You know, even at the end of the Kardashians, like, the original Keeping Up, like, it kind of got boring. It was so bad at the end. Yeah. Like, they're doing, like— 
not the Iron Man, but they're doing like the obstacle course. It's like, you don't want to show us your real life. So you're like giving us filler fluff. So I'm curious how they'll right. come at it from this, this angle with Hulu now. That's the best way to describe it is that they were like, not really letting us in, but they were like trying to gaslight us into thinking they yeah. were. And it's like, we're not yeah. stupid. Like this isn't what's really going on. Like give us exactly. Their- and that's the thing. It's like, as the richer and more famous they became, the show got progressively worse. Exactly. It was so fun in the first few seasons. Then it was so bad. I stopped watching for like the, yeah. I can't, probably the last like five seasons, I just like did not care. And I actively like, when I saw it on TV, I was like, nope, nope. don't want to watch that. Um, but yeah, I'm interested too. And I know the ratings were like really low at the end for them on E. Mm-hmm. And Hulu doesn't release numbers. So like, oh, I, I don't know. We're, we'll never know because I feel like even with them leaving E, which I think they left E because they were getting too expensive and the show like just was not doing well anymore. Yeah. And I think that's the reality of it is that E was like, you guys aren't worth this hundreds of millions of dollars like you used to be. And, but they were like, we're going to Hulu, like acting like they got more money at Hulu and that's I know. why they left. It's like their show wasn't really doing well at all on E! before. So it's like what putting it on a streaming platform, you think that's going to make a difference? Like, I don't think so, but I guess we'll see. We will see. I'll be watching and see again, like if I stay committed or if I drop yeah. off. Um, the other thing I want to cringe at, I don't know if you know about this. This was brand new information to me. But I just in the car listened to a deep dive podcast on Hillsong, the mega church, that there's a docuseries coming out on Discovery Plus, I think tomorrow or Friday. Oh my God. I need to listen to this. What's the podcast? Um, It's called, it's Become a Whole Thing is the name of the podcast. It's a pop culture podcast. Oh yes, I've heard of that. And it's The Rise and Fall of Hillsong. And Listen, I'm going to set some context here. I, when I would have to travel to New York for Fashion Week um, in like my previous job, I was always going to New York at that time. It's like around my birthday. So my friend would come with me every year. We'd like make a whole weekend. But it also is like the anniversary when my grandmother passed away. My grandmother is like, was a diehard churchgoer. So on the anniversary of her passing, I would always make a point to go to to mass. I'm not like an active churchgoer every day, but like I would go. So we started going to Hillsong in New York City because we'd be in New York City. And I can attest to how fucking amazing, like it felt like crack. Like I, I shouldn't say that, but like it was like, addictive. You know what I mean? Like, wait, the that music. Is not, that is not what I thought you were going to say. First of all, my face right now, I know <laughs> no one can see it, but like, I'm in shock. You actually were a Hillsong church member. I wasn't like a member. I would go one off like every single year, but like, I was excited. I'm like, I love the music. Is it feel like a like, concert? Yes. Like a it music was like festival? in a theater. It was like in like a concert theater. And they had a stage and there was a whole band and they do all these songs. And like, it was euphoric. Like you would leave and you're like, oh, I feel so good and blah, blah, blah. Like it was crazy how addictive it could be. Wait, who is the guy again? Was he there? Carl the main Lentz. guy? 
Yes. So I can't remember. Like, I honestly cannot remember if he was ever there. Like, this was literally, like, years ago. I think I went, like, four times. And, like, he, like, whatever it was was just, like, nuts. But when people started talking about Hillsong, I did, like, a Q&A and someone asked me about it. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I went to that church. And they're like, girl, Google it. And I was like, oh, my God. So listen to this deep dive. But, like, yes, I need to listen to that because I— I mean, Hillsong is insane. And I love a good, like, cult-like, scammy story. I'm always looking for podcasts like that. So, yes, adding that to my list. The money, the money that they had. People had to—this is in the podcast. One little tidbit I'll tease you with is, like, they said people paid to be interns at Hillsong. They paid $4,000 a month, allegedly, to be interns at Hillsong. And what they had to do as interns was clean the churches or the theaters that they would host in the next day of all the vomit and whatever, because a lot of people would go out partying, come straight into church the next day and be ill because they were like coming down from whatever they were doing, but they associated it with like they were going out and then they were cleansing their sins by going to Hillsong. They were probably like at the club with Carl Lentz. Yes. That is so, they were paying, people were paying to like clean up vomit. Thousands of dollars. Clean bathrooms. That is so nuts. It mm-hmm. definitely sounds like, I mean, again, it's like I haven't listened to the podcast, so I don't know enough about Hillsong. All I know is that it's very cult-like and that Carl Lentz, this guy who was like, very, very, very tight with Justin Bieber mm-hmm. and Haley Bieber and I think like Selena, Selena Gomez. Gomez. Like a lot of other celebrities that went to Hillsong. And where is it in LA? Is it in Hollywood? It was in Hollywood. And then they'd have pop-ups in like New York. I think maybe uh, like Miami, I want to say. Yeah. But it was centered in LA in Hollywood. And yeah, Justin, he was like Justin's like coach. Like he would like help him. Um, as yeah. he was going through his downfall, he like brought him back up and brought him into the church. And he's like, this isn't like, um, I, this isn't like a religion. It's a relationship. You have a relationship with God and blah, 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 blah. And like Carl brought him into that. But there's so many rumors around like what the nature of their relationship was. Um, and then there's, was a whole expose. The whole reason this all came crumbling down was like, Carl was caught cheating. And then it turned out that he had multiple indiscretions and they fired him from the church. Yes, because he was this guy that was going up there and preaching about being, you know, a God-fearing man Mm -hmm. who simultaneously was out at the club all the time, apparently. From like some, I read an article about Hillsong like a while ago. So this is just from what I read. Like he was out at clubs all the Mm -hmm. time. He had multiple like mistresses. He was, like, wearing, like, designer clothes to church every single day and, like, designer ripped jeans. And designer sneakers, the skinny jeans. Like, it was literally, like, a whole— But this is the thing. I can 100% understand how you could get wrapped into the cultiness of it. Right. From going. Like, I'm curious if I I lived in New York and I went continuously, like— what would have become of Lex Neeks, you know? <laughs> Where would you be? You would be on Justin Bieber's, like, private plane right now. For sure, for sure. You would have you would have gotten in the inner circle. Yes. Like, I know you would have. <laughs> but, I'm out yeah. there marketing Drew every day. <laughs> <laughs> that actually is just so insane, that whole story. 
And like churches, they make so much money because of the the tax. Yes. What is it? You probably know better than me. So what is it again, about churches that make some tax exempt? Because they're like nonprofit, so they're tax exempt. Yeah. So everybody was giving like 10% of what they made to the church, but it was like non-deductible by taxes or whatever. So like they were just earning so much money. Like yeah. crazy amounts. And again, it's all the designer clothes and blah, blah, blah. And what's interesting on this podcast is like they were promoting it, like all of these like mega churches, they were promoting it like God wants you to like be rich and God wants you to be prosperous and blah, 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 blah. But they, the, the guest that the person had on was like, well, actually, if you go read the Bible, like God said, you should like surrender everything and like give back to the less fortunate and like, you should basically live like a very simple life. Like, so you just like change the narrative of Jesus, but sure. Like. <laughs> yeah, like I feel like I, I've talked about this before um, about Real Hazard of Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. If you watch that, how Mary Cosby. Yes, who they also, bring her up. Yeah, so she owns a church. I don't know what the wording is that she is like the the god of this church. Literally mm-hmm. they they treat her like she is god. And I tweeted while I was watching it because I'm Jewish. So I was like, is it like a Christian like I feel like it goes against Christianity to be hoarding wealth mm-hmm. when you're supposed to be a religious leader. You're supposed to be a person of God. Like what does hoarding wealth say about you? as like this Christian leader. And people explain to me that a lot of denominations of Christianity are like, God is blessing you. When you're rich, it's because God is blessing you. And like, you deserve it. And you deserve it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. like that is so interesting to me. I know. And I like also, I don't know if you've heard this rumor that the Kardashians have a church. The church, Chris's church. Chris's church, which is how they can make a lot of money and not be taxed on it. So yes. Yeah, I that was that one blew my mind. But again, Courtney was somebody who was a part of Hillsong. They always mm-hmm. like they always like subtly tie in. They're like Bible study or like Courtney will share a devotional and blah blah. And listen, I don't have an issue with religion. I actually like love religion and having belief is I think like I, I welcome that for people. It's when these you hear these things and people take advantage or you hear they're like they're they're like saying that they, you know people's sexuality is a choice and blah, blah, blah. But then they're going and like sexually assaulting young boys. Like that to me is not okay. So what the hell, you know? (laughs) Wait, were there any accusations of that Mm -hmm. within Hillsong? Mm -hmm. So Hillsong started in Australia and the man who started it was accused of, I'm just like going off the whole podcast. There's there's so much more, but this is one part. The, The actual man, the pastor who started Hillsong, ended up being um, charged or investigated for sexual assault on these, like, young boys. And then the son um, tried to pay off some of them. And he, there was one incident in particular where he went to pay off one of the boys that his father had allegedly assaulted, and he offered him $10,000. And the guy was writing him and blah, blah. And he's like, where's my money? And he's like, I'll get you the money. Don't worry, don't worry. And then he wrote him, he wrote the victim and was like, you know that this is your fault that my father did this because you tempted him. And so after that, the kid was like, oh, fuck this. And like, I guess exposed him because like, what's $10,000 at that point? But like, that is how they think or they're conditioned to think. Like, oh my God. It's crazy. Uh, 
And didn't I can I come back on once the show airs and we can talk yes. about it in detail? <laughs> Please, we can do a whole episode on it. I would love that. But did Justin Bieber, didn't he like end up like kind of pulling away from Hillsong? He, yeah. So him and Haley, Chris Pratt, they all left this church and whatever. And then um, they were like, I know that there's like another church called like Vu Church, like V-O-U-S. I don't know if I'm saying it right. Like Vu is in U Church. And then there's something else called Church Home. So like a bunch of people that were at Hillsong kind of rebranded, not like the main people to like Church Home. Um, and so, yeah, it's just like another thing. Church home. They're never going to go away. This is like an economy. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it reminds me of like Scientology. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like they make totally. so much money and have so much power over the people that— And then if you ever want to leave, it costs you so much money to leave. Oh, my God. I am so excited to listen to this podcast. Yeah. Very interesting. But anyway, wow. that made me cringe because I, again, I had no idea this was a thing. I didn't know about the Carl. Like, I didn't know about any of it. And I was just like, holy shit. <laughs> it's wild. I remember when the Carl Lund stuff came out, I was, like, reading about Hillsong and why it was kind of just, like, a corrupt, like, weird place. And mm-hmm. it's weird that these celebrities, like, are so obsessed with it. But, yeah, I'm glad that, like, the Bieber's pulled away because I I've, been rooting, I've been really rooting for them lately. I actually watched one of Haley's YouTube videos today. Which <laughs> one? Like, who's in my bathroom? Emrata in her bathroom. Oh, cute. I, I have so much beef with Emrata sometimes, but I also, like, love her at the same time. Yes, she's another one that you're like, mm, which I love. <laughs> yeah, like, I I could go on a rant about Emrata, but I've already um, taken up over an hour of your time. Oh, my God. I didn't even realize what time it is. I know. It flew. This was so fun. Thank I know. You Thank you for so having me. Much. There are, like, a million other things I want to talk about. We're just going to have to save it for another episode. Totally. Um, but where can everyone find you? At Lex Nico. <laughs> Please follow me all over the internet at Lex Nico. I'm talking TikTok, Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, everywhere you can think of. I'm there at Lex Nico. So let's get it. I need to get on Pinterest too. I know. Pinterest is fun. Pinterest is different though. Pinterest like helps me feel like I am a productive adult. Like I'm like, I can cook a meal at home by myself thanks to like the step-by-step process I learned. Or like, I know how to design my own space because I went on Pinterest and I saved a bunch of photos and then just made it look identical. But it makes me feel like I function okay. (laughs) That has to be the healthiest social media that we have. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like that's where I need to start focusing more of my time instead of on Twitter. Because Twitter is a a hell site. I know I love Twitter too, but it's such a hell site sometimes. The things that I see on there that just like ruin my mood. But yeah, Lex Nico, you are the best. This was so much fun. Thank you so much for coming on. Is there anything else that's like coming up for you that you want to promote or anything? I know you have a podcast. Yeah, I have a podcast. It's called One Last Thing. So it's like a pop culture and current events podcast. It comes out every Wednesday. Um, So I have that. I mean, I don't... I have some things coming up, but I can't talk about them now. So I will wait, but maybe we can talk about them at a later time. Exciting projects. Yes. He has a lot of exciting projects that are actually happening. No, no. Unlike Jax Taylor. 
I just realized, as I said, I was like, that's the most influencer thing that I can say, but they're actually like work-related that I can't say. <laughs> that's like so Jax Taylor of you. I what? have so Are many irons in the fire. <laughs> Are you going to Tampa for a social media marketing job for a hockey team? Is that what you're going to I'm waiting to hear back from the Tampa Bay (laughs) Lightning. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, you're a blast. I love you. Thank you so much for having me. I love you, too. We will definitely be doing this again. Mm -hmm. Thank you for listening, everyone. That was so much fun. Like I said, at Lex Nico is such a bright light on the internet. And I implore you to go follow her on everything. TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. She's amazing. That's her at, at Lex Nico. Thank you so much to our producer, Bob Mallory. Bob does it all. Editing, sound mixing. He's the absolute best. And thank you to Adore Me Lingerie for sponsoring. And remember to use my code SOTRUE10 for $10 off your next Adore Me order. It's about to be summer. Go get a cute bikini. Um, Thank you so much for listening. Please leave a five-star review if you enjoyed the show. And I'll see you next time. Love ya. Love ya.